Come to lift our hands and celebrate you, Jesus. 
run in your dreams. I'm just being messy. Of course, rain can sing. How about Silent Night? Amen. Let's do it. Give us a key, somebody. Where's Sister Thomas? Okay. All right, where's this? Amen. All right, praise the Lord. I know Julian. Come on, everybody. Shall we all stand silent night? Silent night. Holy night.
all you all need to pray. We just warming up. <laughs> There's nothing like the, the pastor's choir. That means everybody can give God the glory this morning. Amen. That means Sister Gail don't have to sing so hard. <laughs> How about we wish you a Merry Christmas? Okay. Yes, sir. You know it's good to have musicians that can play anything. We might play some African song today. <laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to see which choir is better, this section or this section. All right, let's do it. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's do it again. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings to you wherever you are. Good tidings on Christmas. And a happy new year. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year. All right now, all right now, Donna, Sister Mary, uh, Reverend Wilson, you all got to lead this section and always follow the director. See, we always have somebody here waving their hand. So you got to follow the director now. All right, I'm, I'm acting director today. So what you see is what you get. <laughs> so if we all beat, Julian will straighten that out, all right? Let's try. We wish you this section. We wish. All right. Are you all ready? Get ready to sing.
Somebody say healing. Anybody got healing this year? I raise both of my hands. Yes, Lord. Is peace of mind. Amen. Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank God for peace. Even in the midst of storm. Mm-mm-mm. Somebody says something back there. Restoration. He restored my soul. My Lord, my Lord. What a blessing. God is a good God. He forgiveth all of our iniquities. What a blessing. I'm not taking any mistake into the new year. He forgiveth all of my sins. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do anybody got a job this year? Amen. How about you keeping your job this year? Amen. Amen. Somebody saying a race. Praise the Lord. Is you right about race? Ooh, glory. God is faithful. That's promotion. Mm-mm-mm. Anybody got a new ride? Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody healed of COVID-19? Hallelujah. Amen. What a blessing. Healing is a blessing. Protection. Hallelujah. God protected us. Even against things that we don't even see. You know this natural eye can only see so much. This morning I was watching the TV. And NASA just sent another spaceship. And they talked about things that we don't see. And now they're sending this uh, telescope to see the end of the world. Not the earth now. The end of the world. They said there are things we couldn't see. And this, this telescope is 100 times more powerful than what we have before. Ain't that something? They said it's so powerful and it's going so far that where it's going, if something messed up, nobody can go there and repair. It just messed up. <laughs> and then they told us how many billions, I didn't say million now, billions like a bee. They say one simple mistake, all those billions is gone. But they say there are places that you cannot see. I say, Lord, have mercy. But thank God that we have eyes to see on this rain. I thank God every day. Sometimes I don't see it unless I wear my glasses. But I still thank God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I was driving my, my car, my truck, and there's some reading 
on the windscreen that tells you how far you're running and what the weather is and what's going on around you, I don't see a thing. <laughs> I say, Lord, I thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah, anyhow. <laughs> Just to be able to see the road, <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> Our ushers are coming. Our praise worship team will minister to us. Give as the Lord prosper you. God bless you.
we want to give all of you the opportunity. If you have one thing to tell Jesus this month, what would you say? Here you are, uh, Reverend Hedman get a microphone to pass around. You seem to be the more young, healthy, you, so you can get around like quick. And if you, you've been invited to this birthday party, and I got this thought this morning from one of my staff. He is from India. He works for me. His name is Dr. Emmanuel Johnson. He's a researcher and an expert in social work. So his daughter is having a birthday. The young lady is called Jessica. And, and then Dr. Johnson said, she look up to you. Will you please say something for her? Well, so I decided to get on my piano and I just serenade her in, in music. And Dr. Johnson said, when I sent the video, she just cried and cried and cried. That somebody in my position who took the time just to celebrate her birthday on the piano where not everybody can play but everybody got mouth thank God for that so I wonder if you have been invited and I believe it's not if you are invited to his birthday America misses so much that on this day they chose to stay home and cook and eat. But it's not really about them. It's about Jesus. So I wonder, what will you say to Jesus this morning if given the chance? And just raise your hand if you have something to say and we'll make sure we get your microphone so we all can hear what you have to say. Amen. Just two words. I just have two words. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I want to be like the one that came back and told God, thank you. Lord Jesus, thank you. So God, thank you, thank you, thank you. My Lord, my Lord. Amen. You ought to, you ought to thank God for this woman of God. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I would tell Jesus, thank you, Lord, for saving my life. Mm. Thank you for delivering me from a, li a life of sin. My Lord. And thank you, God, that you've healed me and delivered me from all manner of evil. My I Lord. thank you, Lord, My that Lord. you know who I am. Who? Glory. At one point, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> praise God. If I had a chance, praise God, I would tell him, Father, I thank you that you loved me when I was unlovable. And that you allow your only begotten son to die for me. I don't take it for granted, but I just would tell him, I love you, Lord. I love you, and I love you that you loved me when I was unlovable. My and Lord. I appreciate you. Not only this day, 
but every day you every allow day. me to live. Amen. Amen. Somebody else. I want to I want to give God thanks this morning for giving me a heart of love. My Lord. Giving me a heart to worship and to praise him. For giving me a hunger and a thirst for his righteousness. My Lord. I want to thank God that he's given me these eyes to see. I, I get to see things in people that, um, you know, I try to look for the good in people. So he has given me that gift. He have taken care of me uh, throughout this year. Er, uh, earlier last year, I could not do this. I had an injury to this arm. But My now Lord. I can praise God with both hands raised. Amen. And I just want to give him thanks and praise for taking care of my family, for all he's done for me. Oh, I just love you guys. And I love God. I love Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, yes, good morning, everybody. Just want to tell Jesus thank you mm. for dying for me. My Lord. Because when the Roman soldier pierced him in the side, he had no idea what he was doing. Mm. But he opened up a way for me. And I just want to say thank you for forgiving me, God. My Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I receive. Somebody else. First of all, I'd like to say good morning to the congregation. Good morning. And giving honor to God, yes, sir. to the pastor of this church, and to the congregation, and to my pastor who is also here. I just want to thank God this morning for waking me up this morning. First and foremost, I want to give God thanks because he has taken on all of my shortcomings. My Lord. And shortcomings I have. He's taken on all of my sins. And I know that no one else could have done that, nobody but Jesus. Mm. And I just want to thank him each and every day that he blesses me to be under his protection. Because I know that the devil would want to sift me just like wheat, Isn't just that like he told Peter. <laughs> but thank God Almighty for his justice. Thank God Almighty for his protection. And thank God Almighty for his purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. My Lord, amen, brother. Amen. Somebody else. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, ma'am. On Jesus' birthday, the only thing that I would have to say to him is, Jesus, I love you, and mm. I thank you. Amen. 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 I almost say, Jesus, you so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. I just like to say to Jesus this morning, thank you for a long life. My Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. For 82 years, almost 83. Wow. And I say, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Allow me to be here and to live to serve under a man of God. Mm, praise God. I often tell people, tell him, he didn't come, I'm glad that he didn't come too late. Mm. And I just like to thank Jesus for my pastor. My Lord. And I want to thank him for another prayer that Pastor prayed in September. Mm. Divine protection. My Lord. That Monday morning. And that Tuesday morning, the angels woke me up from gas. Nobody but God in that prayer saved my life. My Lord. And I'd like to say thank you, Jesus. My Lord. That. Amen, Mama. Amen. Thank I God for long life. Say thank you to Jesus. Yes, I'd like to thank God for the man of God that he sent us and the woman of God that he sent us. I'd like to thank God for his joy, his love, and his peace. And I like to thank God for his Holy Spirit. Amen. That he that it dwells with us. Mm. And I just like to thank God for taking care of my children. That's right. And for 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 showing them the way what I've been trying to 
to teach them. And mm. I thank God for him opening up their eyes. My Lord. And I just thank God for Jesus. Amen. I would like to thank God for sending his son into the world. My Lord. If it had not been for Jesus, I wouldn't be able to see your face today. My Lord. And I just want to say thank you mm. that you are on our side, Jesus, that you protected us. You've given us direction with your word. Yes, Lord. You said, but thy word have I hidden in my heart. That's right. That I may not sin against you. And Lord, we carry your word from day to day. Yes, Lord. And Father, I am thanking you, thanking you for life, for health, for strength, for your high tower. Yes, yes. For the buckle you put on us. My for Lord. the shield that you've shielded us from danger. And I bless your name. And I need you, Lord. My Lord. I need you every day. And I need you every hour. Yes, indeed. Jesus, I know I need him. <laughs> Can't do nothing without him. My Lord. Yes, ma'am. I would like to thank God that you've been a really, really good father. Amen. He, many times he's picked me up like this little baby and just said, you think you're an adult? I'll carry you. <laughs> and <laughs> want to thank him for interesting journey Praise that I've God. had with him. And not only that, the promises of beautiful journey ahead. Amen. And um, it's been a really good father. I want to thank you for tough right. love. Tough love. Many times I don't deserve it, but he just said, oh, you got to do this. I love you. Just go. Amen. He's been good father and I just say thank you. Thank you. Amen. It's so good to see all your children in the house of God. Amen. That young lady is a doctor from my home country, Nigeria. Amen. I was watching a show the other day, and they showed that there were 396,000 Nigerians in the United States. And they said they had the most education most number of doctors, most number of graduates, one country in the world. And she's a part of this church, and she works with uh, Dr. Nicole Michelle Thomas, who's another doctor in this church. God has been good to us, and we are proud of you. We thank God for all of you. Amen. Thank God for children. I saw the hintings this morning, and I was trying to say which one just graduated, which one I was trying to, 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 to figure out which one. It's a blessing just to see young people doing great things for the Lord. I'm grateful. Anybody else have something to tell the Lord Jesus Christ? I thank God for sending his son to Amen. die for me. Amen. And to save a wretch like me. Ain't that the truth? Me too. I thank God because the song keeps uh, hitting my spirit. He saw the best in me. Mm. When, you know, everyone else around just seen the worst in me. 
And I thank God for a place and people in my life to push the gifts in, in me out and to, you know, encourage me along the way. Wow. I thank God for uh, keeping me this uh, year, keeping my mind in a perfect peace. I just love him with the utmost love. Praise God. It's, a, it's such a blessing. Here she is thanking God for sending people along her life to encourage her. And I met a preacher not too long ago, a female preacher, maybe Pastor Covey can help me with the name. And she told me, she came, she just published a book, you know. And she wants me to know, she said, you are my pastor. I'm not here anymore. But I want you to know this is what God did through you. And I said, how did you get to publish a book? And she told me, you, that woman of God way back there, what's the lady name? Benjamin, okay. And I said, praise the Lord. And she's now published her own book. I said, I receive. It's a, it's a blessing. And the other day, my wife and I were taking a bunch of children to somewhere to see Christmas light. I forgot that little town. Nakedis. And, and the phone rang. So I picked it up. The only reason why I picked it up, I couldn't see in the, on the dashboard who is calling. And it turned out to be Brother Fred Jones. And Dr. Jones said, Pastor, I just want you to know you are my pastor. And I want to just apologize to you. I said, what did you do? She's, he said, I go to Alabama. And then I begin to hear what you've been teaching me. He said, I just apologize that I didn't hear it when I was with you. He said, and I want you to know you'll be my pastor for life. Unfortunately, I had him on speakerphone because I was driving. <laughs> so the kids were asking me, what did he do? I said, no, he didn't do anything, just rejoicing and thanking God. You are called to be an encourager to somebody. The Lord wants to use you to push somebody, just like that prophetess back there said. Somebody have to help to push you into your destiny. And so you have to be able to recognize people like that in your life. And thank God for them. And take advantage of the opportunity. You see how this thing works? Somebody helped Jesus to escape <laughs> when the enemies are trying to kill him. He was too little. He cannot run that far. <laughs> so there is somebody that God will send into your life to help you complete your assignment on this planet. And I pray that God will give you the wisdom to recognize such a man or such a woman Maybe an elderly person, maybe a young child, 
So watch out for it. Amen. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. First of all, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, and I just want to thank God for his grace and his mercy. And his graces are new each and every day. I got something I got to say, and it's been on my heart for a while. Last year, right before the COVID, my son got real sick, and we had to take a flight to Omaha, Nebraska. My Lord. And he was almost on his deathbed. He was about gone. But this year, he's at my house right now, him and his two children. <laughs> and, God, and God healed him, and he's doing thank good. God. So I just want to thank God for his Amen. healing and his grace and mercy. Mm. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. You're a blessed man. <laughs> Amen. Did you notice most of people that are speaking today, they just want to thank God. Can you imagine standing in front of a little baby and say, I thank you. <laughs> and then the mother and the father, Mary and Joseph, observe and say, what in the world is going on here? And that's how they felt when those three wise men, total strangers, came and gave that baby gift. I thank God that I'm a part of a church that is grateful. Some people take God for granted. But if you really think deep, you will find out, but if it has not been for the Lord, on your side, on my side, we don't stand a chance. Somebody else. I like to thank God this morning for his grace and mercy and for teaching me how to keep my mouth closed and allowing God to do what he needed to do. Amen. I talk a lot. It's all right. A lot of times. But I had to learn how to keep my mouth closed. And I'm so grateful for that because you learn a lot and then you avoid a lot. My and Lord. You just allow God to do his will. So I'm very grateful. Amen. Amen. Grateful. Giving honor to Pastor, his church, yes, and his wife. Thank God that he woke us up this morning. Amen. And I thank God for being him all by himself. Yes, Lord. Because he has been good to me. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> and I thank God that he's my shepherd. Mm. Because I want for nothing. He take care of us and he teaches us. And I ask him this year to keep on leading us and guiding us in the right path for his name's sake. And wow. Lord, always help me to stay humble and realize we're just a servant of the Most High God. Amen. 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 By the way, that's one of our pastors here. Many of you don't know. Get to know her. And she's anointed and on fire for the Lord. Amen. Somebody else. Giving honor to God. Yes, who is the head of my life. To the pastor of this great Lord church. And to all of my sisters and brothers in Christ. It's a blessing this morning. God allowed us another opportunity. He woke us up this morning. And you know, when he woke me up at 530 this my morning, my mind was on him. Amen. I couldn't tell him nothing but thank you. I said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this, everyone 
just just strain us and direct us in the way that you have for us to go. And I I, I, I thank God. I thank God. Praise God. I can't thank him enough because he had brought me from a mighty long way. Amen. Because you all don't know my story. <laughs> but I know my story. My and Lord. he know my story. Yes, Lord. And he had brought me from a mighty long way. Mm. And I thank you all for giving me the opportunity to speak today. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you. Good morning. All right. We, oh, I'm sorry. Good morning. One, more. One more. I just want to say I thank God for this church. Um, since I've been coming here, it's been, it's been eye-opening. Uh, Sometimes when I get to church over here, my first sermon is when I hit the parking lot. But I thank God for so many people that I've had to opportunity to observe to talk to because you know it's many uh, sermons and you know church is not just about the worship my lord preaching you get so many sermons just conversations yes i try to make it here as many times as i can because i want to be around people where i can grow and sometimes you know i don't say much when i come in but you know i'm always listening and i'm always you know observing people but you know it's been eye-opening here and um this is the best hospital I've come to. I've been to hospitals before, but this has been truly a hospital for me. And um, I've learned how, the, you know, the word is over here is healing, you know, mm. it's deliverance. Uh, the word is encouraging. Uh, Praise God. I never knew how powerful the word was when I, until I came over here. Mm. And just to be able to talk to people that's speaking the same word all over the church and uh just thank God for a lot of brothers that I got a chance to talk to. Thank God for Miss uh, Miss Williams that I have opportunity to talk to every Sunday between Amen. services. That's a whole another sermon right there. And, uh, <laughs> I, and I thank God for the words that she um, always speak. But uh, I thank God for this church. This been the best thing to ever happen to me. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Oh, it's a young man here. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad. Thank you because uh, him watching over me, uh, him guiding me the right way when I'm wrong, um, and him just helping me throughout the hard things I've had throughout my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, somebody else? I'm sorry. Good morning. Good morning. I have to thank God for the healing in my life this year. My Lord. Since April of 2020, I had been suffering from a major hearing loss. Mm. You know, nobody know what you go through because you don't look like it. That's and you true. Don't, you That's know, true. Nobody knows, but God knows. And I went through an operation in October, three and a half hours mm. on my ear, my left ear. But God has healed my ear. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm <laughs> grateful. Yes, indeed. I haven't felt well since 20, April 2020. <laughs> but I had been pushing, and it's only because of God's grace that I had been able to make it. And y'all know what I do for a living. I couldn't even hear the folks in the courtroom. But I was able to make my way through. <laughs> Amen. Know, I have to say I, I apologize, but I can't hear you. <laughs> Amen. But, She's um, a lawyer, you all. God has saved uh, my hearing. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be blessed. All right. 
Oh Lord. told you about the pastor's choir. What a blessing. Thank you all for all the testimonies and words of inspiration. We're going to ask our worship team to lead us in a song and then I'll come back to share some things. God bless. Jesus. Jesus. From the bottom of my heart I exalt 
Sunday. Let me read a simple scripture to you. I'm not going to take much of your time. Just want to remind you what does says the Lord. The book of St. John, chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. So glad to see all my children in the house. We appreciate you. I didn't call anyone to come to church, but I expect them to know the house of God should not be forsaken. The book is John, chapter 1, verse 11 through verse 12. The Bible says, He, talking about Jesus Christ, He came unto His own. Guess what? His own did not receive him. Ain't that something? He came unto his own. But guess what? His home did not receive him. But here's the good news for us too. But as many as will receive him, <laughs> to them he gave power to become sons and daughters of God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your arrival. We welcome you to this planet Earth. Thank you for loving us so much that you came to see about us. Holy Spirit, not only do we welcome you, we ask that you minister to us today in a very special way. Somebody has a decision to make. We will either receive you or we will reject you. Help our hearing, help our understanding. Lord, I pray no one will go home without knowing you as their Lord and as their Savior. If there be any questions in our midst this morning, Lord, you got the answer. And thank you for your arrival. Answer every prayer. Minister to our need. Save us from our own self. We'll be careful to give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise in Jesus name Amen you may be seated I'm grateful to all of you for taking out of your busy schedule to be in the house of God thank you so much I want to share with you briefly on the subject title don't miss Christ during this Christmas. Do not miss Jesus Christ during this Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, 
in our culture. You know it and I know it. Guess what's going on right now? A lot of fellowship. A lot of exchange of gifts. A lot of fun. A lot of food. And if you're not careful, it's easy to miss the reason for the season. Am I right about it? It's very easy in the midst of all the lights and all the flashing stuff and all the fanfare. If you're not careful, it's easy to miss Jesus Christ, even during Christmas. And if you don't believe me, you ought to believe the word of God. Because the Bible said, when Jesus came, many people missed him. So if the Bible says it, then it's possible. I don't want you to be one of those people that will miss Christ during Christmas. Who are these people that missed him in the Bible? Well, the first example given us is the innkeeper. The owner of a motel in Bethlehem. How do you know he missed it? Luke chapter 2. Verse number seven says, Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ. Am I right about it? Then she wrapped him in a swaddling cloth. Make sure it's in your Bible. Then the Bible says, she laid him in a manger. Then the Bible gave you a reason. Because there was no room in the inn. There was no hotel room, no motel room. Now just think about it. If the innkeeper, the hotel manager, or the hotel owner, if you only know that the baby that's just born is the son of God, Trust me on this one. He would have found a room that night. If there was no room, he would build one that day. Unfortunately, he missed Christ during Christmas. Don't miss Christ during Christmas. Yes, that day, Bethlehem, the city of Bethlehem was crowded. You all know the story. They had something going on about censors. The governor of the state said, everybody go back to your hometown where you were born. Go and register. We want to know how many people are in Israel. So the whole city, everybody went back to their hometown. The other day I was asking my wife, uh, 
not so smart question. I said, wait a minute. Why is everybody building houses in our village and nobody is there? I think one of my daughters, uh, Kemi, was with me that day. And they explained to me that they build these houses so that when they do come home, they will have a place to stay. I never thought about that. Now, I build a house there. I have a big house, 13-bedroom house. But I don't live there. To me, as an American, it doesn't make sense. Because I'm saying, look, one time they got one, one high school principal, <laughs> high school principal, to stay in my house. And they, they were going to rent to him because they said somebody have to be living there for the house to breathe. I don't understand all that. So guess how much he's going to be paying? They told me in their money, that's about $20. Say again, my American man say, this don't make no sense. So I... The gentleman's been living there for years. I never asked him for one dime. Because in my mind, that don't even add up. What am I going to do with $20? Go to McDonald's? <laughs> or Popeye Chicken? When Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem, they don't live there. They must be thinking like me. So they have no place there to stay. That's why they have to find a hotel or motel to stay. But this hotel manager had no clue that the baby that was just born is the son of God. If he had known, he would get them a suite. Am I right about it? Yes, it was busy. Can you imagine how much business was going on that day? Probably all hotels in town was full. All right? Imagine even if the hotels were not full. If that hotel manager just put an ad in front of his hotel and say, hello, everybody, guess who is here tonight? The son of God. Guess what will happen? That whole place will be packed out. People will line up to be in the same hotel with the Son of God. But the innkeeper missed it. And he said, no, sir, no room. Question for all of you here. Do you have room in your life for Jesus Christ. I didn't ask you whether you belong to the Baptists or the Methodists or whether you go to Joel Austin Church or, or T.D. Jakes Church. That's not my question. My question for all of us here from the pulpit to the pews, do you have room for Jesus in your soul.
Yes, the city was busy that day. And America is so busy nowadays. Imagine if Bayou Classic is going to happen in Alexandria. Every hotel will be full. Imagine if they're going to move Mardi Gras at the level they do it in New Orleans and they put it in Pineville. Every hotel. In fact, some people will turn their own private house into a hotel. But unfortunately, for Jesus Christ, there was no room. In my sanctified mind, because I don't always think like everybody, but I'm working on it. How can you be having a birthday and the honoree is not there? It's Jesus' birthday. But we are busy doing everything. We celebrate each other. We give gifts to each other. We have these big trees. But we are noticing something in my house this year. And there's some mysteries I don't always understand. I noticed my wife didn't put up a tree. I said, huh? So I said to Sam, I said, Sam, something's going on here. But I was not going to bother nobody. Because <laughs> I got enough of my own to deal with. So I just hushed my mouth. Then I'm, I'm looking around and watching. And the day gets closer and closer. And this morning I woke up. I looked around again. And I don't see no tree. Then later on, one of the children gave me a, a secret that the party is not here. They didn't change location this year. I said, oh, I see. So, but wouldn't it be funny you have a birthday party for somebody and that somebody is not there? That is why it's so important not to fool yourself saying you're having Christmas if Christ is not there. If there is no room in your heart, in your soul, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, woman of God. She just took it a little further. Not only is Jesus not in our heart, she said, and I tag along with that. She said, many times, Jesus is not being fighted. I will submit to you. That's why I don't have too many friends. I will submit to you hundreds, if not thousands of churches. Jesus is not there. Jesus is not being fighted. That's why the Bible talks about having a form of religion. But there is no power behind it. Why? Because the Spirit of God is not present. Let me give you another example of some, some other people to, that miss it. You ever heard of a king by the name Herod? Herod 
missed Christ during Christmas. How do I know that he missed Christ? The Bible said in the book of Matthew chapter 2, verse number 3, the Bible said when Herod heard that Jesus was born, by the way, how did he know? It was the wise men from another country that came and they said, Sir, we are visitors. We are strangers in town. Can you tell us where is born the king of the Jews? That's how Herod knew. So Herod said, say what? What did you say? They repeated themselves. We are looking for the king of the Jews. Herod said, I am the king of the Jews. And they have to tell him, no, it's not you. We saw our star <laughs> far in the east. A new baby is born who is the king of the Jews. And we have come to worship him. One thing that concerned me is that many of us, we are like Herod. Herod was upset, you know why? Because in our life we have no room for two kings. We want to be king of our own life. We want to be the captain of our own ship. So when wise men show up and say, we are looking for the real king, now you're freaking out. That's why many of them don't come to church. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem with many of us, we have decided to be our own king. Then there are some of us who are religious. You know what religious people do? It's okay if Jesus is, is around. As long as he doesn't rule over my life. That's what religion does to us. One way that we miss Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, is when we choose to be our own king, to be our own savior. So I ask the question, I'm asking you some questions. This, the lawyer in me is, is, is pushing me to ask you questions. Direct examination, we will call it. Is Jesus your king? And if you start to talk religion, I will tell the judge, Your Honor, will you please instruct the witness to answer the question? Is Jesus on the throne of your life? Where I, I go to Zion, no, I didn't ask you where you go. Where my mom and daddy, they are pastor. Ah, no, 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 I didn't. 
I'm asking you, is Jesus Christ the king of your life? Well, I don't understand the question. Okay, I'll help you. Can Jesus tell you what to do? Or are you telling yourself what to do? Are you in a situation where you make a decision to do something or to go somewhere or to undertake something and Jesus comes in and overrules what you do? Who is the boss in your life? That's what I'm trying to find out. Unfortunately, many people that profess to be Christians, Jesus is not Lord in their life. And that is why you find Herod becoming so envious, so jealous, that he instructed his police officer, military people, to go and kill every child two years or under. He couldn't tell how long it's been. The child has been born. He wants to get rid of every kid because he doesn't want another king. So I ask you again, is Jesus the king over your life? There are some of you who are living a life of half and half. I hear that mess in, in America so much. 50-50. <laughs> I even hear it in your marriages. You will tell me, Pastor, it's 50-50. I know we are on earth. You all get this idea. There's no single scripture for it. The Bible simply says, husband, love your wife. In fact, then, he gave you an idea that it's not 50-50. He said, love your wife as Jesus loved the church. There go your 50. <laughs> Aren't you glad Jesus didn't love the church 50%? So don't make God, don't make Jesus Christ to be Lord over your life only to the extent of 50%. And you are controlling the rest of it. Notice, I wish I have time to exegize this thing. Because as an African preacher, we are storytellers, you know. The Bible says Herod summoned all the experts of the land. He summoned all the priests, the religious leaders. He summoned all the scribes. The scribes are the ones that record all the scriptures that time. And he said, wait a minute, help me. I'm hearing some tale up in here. Is it true that there is a king beside Herod the Great? Tell me what's going on. And then those scribes and those priests, they quoted for him Micah. Chapter 5, verse number 2. 
They said, Your Honor, Your Majesty, 700 years ago, the prophet Micah said, Out of Bethlehem shall be born a king of the Jews. Now Herod is saying, what? You mean there's another king beside me? And that's why he said, if he's born, kill every one of those children. He will never leave. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, if I may take a side note, the reason why I'm so crazy about the Bible is because if somebody can say something 700 years ago and they tell you who is going to be born, when is going to be born, where is going to be born, and why is going to be born, and everything is accurate to the letter. I want to listen to that man. It's called prophetic utterance. Ladies and gentlemen, I would not want to go through life without prophecy. I pray to God every year around this time. I say, Lord, whatever you're going to do in this new year coming, I want you to include me. Show it to me. I want to be a part of what you're doing. I don't want to be going this way and when God is going that way. You need God in your life. I need God in my life. Every one of us, we need God in our life. Ladies and gentlemen, one thing that really bothers me is that all these experts, the priests, that's the preachers, you know, the scribes, they knew the scripture. That's why they could call the king's attention to. They knew there was a prophecy out there, but they never went to Bethlehem to receive him. I'm trying to make a point. You can be in church and still miss Christ during Christmas. A lot of people think because they are a member of a, a religious group or because they sing or because they are the preacher or because they are children of the preacher. Or they just come up with all this weird thing. But is Jesus... Number one in your life. They knew the Bible. They even caught the Bible. They know the chapter. They know the verse. But when Jesus was born, they even know the date. But when Jesus was born, and he was supposed to be born in Bethlehem, guess where they were? They were in Jerusalem. Just chilling. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not anti-religion, 
but religion will profit you very little. Make sure you know God for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know the Bible, but you don't know the Christ of the Bible, you've missed God altogether. What I'm trying to suggest to you, if the written word did not lead you to the living word, To me, I will prefer a person who know less and find his way to Jesus than for you to know all the scriptures and you sing in the choir and you, and you the president of the willing to do committee, you have all these roles, but you stay away from Jesus Christ. My prayer for you and me today is that all of us will make a decision to accept Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. The purpose of the written word is to lead you to the living word. Not for you to make you an expert, but to lead you the Bible says in John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40, the Bible says, Jesus said something that, that really blew my mind. He said, you know the scriptures, but you have no life. How can somebody know scriptures? They can quote it, they can teach it, they can sing it, but they have no life. They miss Christ during Christmas. Even later on in life when Jesus began to do great things, Luke chapter 4 verse 22, the Bible talks about the miracles that Jesus was doing. He was healing the sea. He was raising the dead. He was making the blind to see, making the deaf to hear. I mean, there was a listing of all kinds of miracles. But take note, the reason why they miss Christmas, they don't know why Jesus came. When he starts to feed 5,000 people, they'll show up, they'll get on the line. But they don't know why. Why is he healing the sick? Why is he raising the dead? Why is he feeding us? Why is he healing us? So I want to quickly tell you why Jesus came. To help you in your decision making today. And those of you who are live streaming, we all have a decision to make. Number one, the reason why Jesus came, he came to erase all the misconception about God. Did you hear me? The world has so much misconception. How come I'm so glad I have so many Africans here and there. I have some Africa over there. I have another one here. I have another one. I'm glad that, that I'm attracting them. In Africa, Sister Gail, 
they have a weird view of God. They think God is like a boogerman. You do wrong, bam! They think God is a no-nonsense God. He's like a bully. And he's going around looking for the next bad guy. Oh, it's you. Bam! People get killed. They say, ah, God got him. People get him for him in a very bad accident. They say, uh-huh. He's bad world catcher with him. The Lord knock him out. So I thought that was just the Africans. Then I came to America. Same thing. People have all these misconceptions about who God is. So Jesus came to correct all those misconceptions. To let you know God is a good God. God is love. God is a healer. God is a way maker. He is not a bully looking to kill you. You will be surprised how many people are still in the church. In fact, it will blow your mind how many preachers here locally. Yes, ma'am. Ignorant. They don't know who God is. So Jesus came. Because John chapter 1, verse 18, the Bible said, no man had seen God before. So Jesus was God in the flesh. So now, you don't have to be guessing who God is, his nature, his MO. Jesus was a personification of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Nothing was made without him. Hallelujah. So when he showed up, now you don't have to guess. Don't let nobody preach all this junk to you. God is not walking around trying to get you. God is not carrying a big gun trying to shoot you out and blow your house down. And every time something bad happens in America, they say, even in law practice, say, I'm glad Attorney Ruby is here. They will say, it's an act of God. Isn't that something? Even the smart ones in your country are ignorant. So when tornado comes, and hurricane blow down, Katrina blow down, New Orleans, they say, ah, look at God. They say, New Orleans been doing wrong all this year. Fine, God catch up with them. <laughs> it's amazing. They say, the, 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 the people in New Orleans, they worship food, hoodoo stuff. They no good. God just knocked them out. <laughs> no, God is a good God. The Bible calls him Emmanuel. God is with us. That's another 
misconception that Jesus is trying to correct. Because back in Africa, they think God is way, way out there, somewhere. So far, far away. <laughs> I have an auntie, bless her heart. <laughs> she believes, Mama, you know, sir. She believes God is so far away, she will kill chicken. True story. To appease God so that God won't strike her dead. She will fix the chicken and put it on the, on the ground. I wait until she go, and then I go eat the chicken. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. But in our thinking, God came <coughs> and eats the chicken. <laughs> I guess I'm God Junior. <laughs> Misconceptions. Misconceptions. You see it in China. You see it in Europe. You see it in Africa. You see it right here in America. So God came to clear that up. He said, no, God is not far away. God is Emmanuel. is with us right now. You'll be surprised. God is sitting next to you. In fact, God said, he's in you. You walk around, you are. Help me, oh God. Sometimes I would tell the people, I'm amazed how I would go to business meeting. And I have had enough. They get, you know, I'm in a, a university administrator. And they get on my nerves sometimes. So once I've had enough, I say, let me speak to you as an oracle of God. And they're all looking around and say, what the, what's he, what's he talking about? You need to know and you carry yourself as a presence carrier. God in you, the hope of glory. And you don't allow this world to push you around. Do your best to accommodate to be nice and be good. But after you've had enough, Let them know you are a carrier of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So one reason you came, I gotta hurry up so I let you all go eat your chicken. He came to correct. I remember. Pastor Dalisha, I came here 20 something years ago and I spent almost seven years correcting all the wrong thinking of this community. It was so bad, people say, stay away from that African. Stay, stay. He got some weird things. God is not a bully trying to knock you out, He loves you. He came. To show you that he is a good God. So why did he come? To correct all those misconceptions. Tell somebody I got it. Ladies and gentlemen, 
And notice when he came, he shows his true nature. What did he do? He was eating with sinners. What did he do? He was feeding the hungry. You see how he's busting all their misconceptions? What did he do? You're hanging, you, you see me hanging around publicans. I didn't say Republicans, I said publicans. All right? Tax collectors. People that the society say, oh, they, these people are going down. They're no good. He was loving on the poor people. He was loving on the sick. He met with people like Zacchaeus. Now you get in the picture of who God is versus what the world thinks God is. Ladies and gentlemen, one lady had seven demons. Her name is Mary. He became close friend of Jesus. You'd be surprised how the world is so messed up. Can you imagine if, if somebody is known to be a witch or let's say she's a hooker and then your pastor is close friend with her. They will crucify her and me. That's exactly what Jesus did. Mary had no good reputation. But Jesus said, I care for you. Remember one time they found somebody in their act. I'm trying to stop, but I'm getting so much download. They had stone, ready to stone her to death. And Jesus said, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. If you study his ammo, if you study his activities on earth, a lot of people that if they want to come to this church today, you all will run them out. Because you are stuck in those misconceptions of who God is. Not just this church, the body of Christ. And so Jesus came to correct all that misconception. For the sake of time, let me also show you another reason he came is to express the love of God. I'm trying to give you a reason to make a decision today to love Jesus, to make him your savior. He came to express it. Many people believe that God is good, but they never see the expression of God's love. That is why the Bible says in John 3, 16, I'm sure you know it. In fact, let's all recite it together. You know, we quote things, we sing things, but we really don't pay attention to what we're saying. I said Jesus came to demonstrate to express the love of God. What did that verse say? John 3, 16. Let's all recite it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. How many people is whosoever? Wherever you are right now, I don't care what you have done. I don't care where you've been. I don't care how low you sink. You are one of those whosoever. You don't have to jump no pews. You don't have to run no aisle. You don't have to, <laughs> to wear uh, the uh, uniform. All this man-made religion. If you would just remember this one verse that God so loved the world and you in the world. And he gave his only begotten son. That's Jesus Christ whom you celebrating his birthday today. And he said, whosoever. That includes you. That includes me. The day I got a revelation of that one verse, my life has never been the same. I don't have to impress you. I don't have to dress up for you. Whether you like me or not, I know God loves me. He just freed my mind. So I don't go about worrying about he say, she say, they say, who are these people? Where were they when God saved me? You're one of those whosoever. Receive that love. Amen. And you know something, there are some things that really gets my attention. Maybe I'm just a little nervous. Notice he didn't send nobody. He did not even send an angel. He himself came. You can be in the hospital. I can send you a card. I can send you a deacon. I can send you associate ministers. But if I myself showed up, Yes, sir. Jesus came. He himself. Do you know? Help me, Holy Ghost. Where he lives, there is no sorrow there. Where he lives, he doesn't, he doesn't understand tiredness. He doesn't have to sleep. You know how they say he never sleep, he never slumber? Because in eternity, there's no day and night. But he came down and wear the same clothes, raggedy clothes that you're wearing. And walk on the same dirty floor that you. He came to demonstrate his love for you. Now I got to tell you now, I don't, I, I don't have that kind of love for you. I know you love your pastor, but no, I am not that saved. There are some neighborhood in this town, I won't even go there by myself. When I'm going, I will make sure I get me some bodyguard. This is true, I'm confessing my sin. There are some neighborhood I will not even drive certain automobile to. I'll find me some raggedy car, so if it's missing... I knew before I came. <laughs> but Jesus left everything. <sighs> came down. Empty himself. 
There is no greater love. My brothers, if you don't get anything else, he loves you. The Bible says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The kingdom shall be upon his shoulder. Now, can you imagine if that was me? He showed up, no security guard, no fanfare. No one billion angels say, hurrah, hurrah, get out of the road. Can you imagine if the president of the United States is coming? They will shut down the road. I saw it right here. Pastor Mangum said, Brother Josh, I'm telling you, you got to come in two hours early. I said, you got to be kidding. Bill Clinton is coming to town. I have to Leave my job two hours. He said, I'm telling you, they will shut down every. I thought he was just running his mouth. And I fooled around. I was going to be there 30 minutes before. I could not get to POE. I have to call, and they have to send a sheriff. To come pick me and say, just, just park wherever you are. Just, we'll come and get you. They shut down the whole town. Jesus didn't shut down nothing. No police escort. No security guard. And look where you find him in a manger. Ladies and gentlemen, I was, men, I was hanging out with my preachers one day. Some of them are here. I said, don't feel bad if you have all these talents and it looks like nobody recognizes you. Sometimes God will hide your gift. Are you listening to me, Brother Jude? God will hide you. You are born a star. But people around you may not know it. Is hiding you for your own good. But when God get ready to shine a light on you, no devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God hide him. Now, in my own small mind, if I were God, if I'm sending Jesus, my son, can, I, can you imagine sending Joshua Jr.? Man, I get me some weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> I line up police on every side of the road. I say, my son is coming. <laughs> but God loved you and me so much that he gave up everything. Let me also tell you one last thing because we've got to go home. One reason he came, Pastor Smith, is that he wants to have fellowship with you. Relationship. Do you know the number of suicide is on the rise in America? If you don't believe me, go home and just Google. Number of abuse. I was doing a research the other day. 
I counted 17 different ways people abusing others in America. 17 different ways. That's scary. Low self-esteem, depression, loneliness. We are one of the most busiest nation on earth, and yet people are lonely. We got movies, we got music, we got sport. I mean, round the clock, all year round, America is the sign something is going on. And yet people are depressed. You know what is really missing? We are looking for fellowship everywhere else but with God. God came. He said, behold, I stand at the door of your heart. And I'm knocking. And if anybody, any man, any woman, will open the door. He said, I will come in and hang out with you. If I had to preach this sermon, I said, God wants to hang out with you. I'm amazed how many people are in the house of God, but they really don't have relationship with God. No fellowship. Some people, they make appointment Sunday morning, they infest in one or two hours, they're done for the week. But I want to encourage you today to receive him, see him in a different light than what you've been told all your life. And begin to enjoy the presence of God in your life. Remember when he fellowship with a woman at the well, he told her her past. He told her her purpose. Then he shared with her how she can spend eternity with Jesus. I believe with all my heart, because of Christmas, you and I should have three things. And I will say this and shut up. Number one, you should know because of Christmas, your past is forgiven. You miss a good place to shout hallelujah. Is there anybody here that don't have a past? Then let me repeat myself. I want to make sure this I said, because of Christmas, your past, my past, all of our past is forgiven. Open your mouth, shout hallelujah. Number two, I'm only going to tell you three things. Because of Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, you and me, now have a purpose for living. Oh, you miss a good place to shout. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you a little secret? See, I am, <laughs> I am dean of a school of human behavior. I've got 12 PhDs under me. They go to report to me. 
I went in there as a sidekick, you know, because I ain't no academician. I'm just, I'm just a country preacher. But like I was telling Jude, when God get ready to bless you, he will, <laughs> he will take you from the back of the bus and <laughs> put you in front of the bus. Ladies and gentlemen, I begin to learn from all these smart people about human behavior. Most of the people that commit suicide, most of the people that are feeling miserable, they are having problem finding a purpose for living. I just told you, because of Christmas, you and me have a purpose for living. Did you receive that today? One more thing. Because of Christmas, you and I will now have a home in heaven. Some glad morning when this life is over. I don't know what my family is going to do with my body, but man, Kunta is going to I fly away. I'm going to a place where we can cease from trouble. Where the weary will be at rest. I'll be spending eternity with my God. Every day will be Sunday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is there anybody here that wants to go to hell? Anybody wants to go to hell? Okay, nobody wants to go. Is there anybody wants to go to heaven? Am I the only one? Praise the Lord. Well, because you want to go to heaven, if you're going to go to heaven and spend eternity with Jesus, wouldn't it be sad that you don't spend time with Jesus here on earth, but you are desiring to spend eternity with him? So I'm going to ask all of you to stand. And I want to ask you a simple question today. If you like me, and you want heaven to be your home, if you like me, you want to make sure that when this life is over, you have a place eternal in heaven where you can spend the rest of your existence with God. I want you to repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, say like you mean it. Lord Jesus, I want to go to heaven someday. Are we all on the same page so far? I know the only way to get to heaven is through you. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life unto you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for living on this planet. 
thank you for dying for my sin. Thank you for your resurrection. Thank you for saving my soul. Lord Jesus, I invite you. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I want to know you. Thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for being my Lord. From this day forward, I will let you to be king over my life. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. Open your mouth, shout amen. Open your mouth, shout amen. Okay, I'm done. I will, I will ask you to do me one favor. If you're here today and you pray that prayer, and if you pray that prayer in honesty, and if you've never prayed that kind of prayer before, that you want him to be your Lord. You want him to be your savior. You want him to be your king. You want him to, to be on the throne of your life. Not halfway, but all the way. And you trust him with your future. And you mean those prayers when you said it. I'm going to ask you to do something. The Bible says, if you confess me before men and women of this world, Jesus said, I will confess you before my Father who is in heaven. You know one thing I've been delivered from in my own life? Opinion of people. It finally dawned on me these people cannot heal me when I'm sick, they cannot pay my bills. So what, what do I care about what they're saying, what they think? If you mean what you say, I want you to find your way to this altar. And I just want to bless you before you go home. Don't worry about who is looking. It's none of their business. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Come on, come on. Celebrate him. Open your mouth and celebrate him. This is what I call Merry Christmas. This is what I call a Happy New Year. I made up my mind. I'm tired. I'm sick of religion. I tried it. It didn't work for me. you to know all of heaven is rejoicing. Amen. It shall be well with you. Now I want you to begin to look for the hand of God upon your life. Remember the scripture I read to you? He came unto his own. 
many of his own did not receive him. But I didn't stop there. Verse number two. He said, as many as receive him. Talking about you now. He gave you power to be sons and daughters of Almighty God. Oh, let me tell you, let me school somebody. When you are the daughter of Almighty God, no devil can mess with you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. When you are the son of God, when you are the servant of God, the Bible says anybody that mess with you, mess with God. He said, I will fight your battle. Many times he said to me, hey, Kunte, back up. This battle is not yours. It's the Lord. You see, I will make your enemy my enemies. And I watch him do it. From this day forward, God will cover you. God will protect you. God will make a way out of no way. Everything you touch will turn to gold. You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Bringing forth your fruit in your season. Whatsoever you do shall prosper. So don't worry about the haters. <laughs> He said, I will make your enemies your footstool. I prepare a table before. Am I in the Bible? I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. I will anoint your head with oil. Your cup will run over. I experienced that. I moved from a land of not enough to a land of just enough. Now he take me to a land of more than enough. I pray for a running over anointing. Over your life, over your family, over your children, your children's children. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that God will build an edge of protection around your life, around your home, around your family. Around the work of your hand, on your job, you move up and not down. In the name of Jesus Christ. And everything the devil meant for you, I pray that God will turn it around for your good. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. It is so. In Jesus' name. Look at somebody next to you and say, Merry Christmas. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, Merry Christmas. I love you with all my heart. Merry Christmas. And then say it like Miss Jessie will say, I'll see you at the top. That's where you belong. God bless you. That's, that concludes our worship experience today. I want to thank all of you for being here. Appreciate you. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your fellowship. And, and don't forget tomorrow is what's tomorrow? Sunday. Hey. <laughs> I 
I'll see you tomorrow. God's willing, let's come and celebrate Jesus and, and partake of the Holy Communion. Have a wonderful day.